Hey everybody, this is Michael Willis. I want to welcome you back to the Greater Things Podcast. I want to, thanks everybody, I want to thank everybody again for joining and listening in. I've uh, just been really just enjoying what we're doing here, and I absolutely love doing this, and I think all these guys with me are enjoying it too. So I uh, just want to say thanks again, and I hope you're enjoying the Greater Things Podcast. Today we've got a special episode. Uh, we're continuing in on the mission statement, and I've got Josh with me. Josh, say hey. Glad to be back. And I've got Jordan Kilo as well, back for number two. Good to be back as well. Then we've got one special guest today. Uh, I call him my my youth kid. He is my child, I guess you'd say. Uh, I call him Doc, but his name is Eli. Uh, Eli Mays, he's part of our youth group here at Salus. And I just wanted to bring him on. I'm going to let him introduce himself and talk about, talk about himself for a second. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm Eli Mays. Uh, I've been going here about 10 years, maybe a little over and help out with the media in the back and you know it's been good going here at Salus. Yeah Eli gave us a fresh perspective on our media because me Jordan and Josh run it and do the things in the back but when Eli came in it really helped out didn't it? It, it, it did. Really it was, he he had the knowledge of the of the doing the streaming you streaming, know that we yeah. were wanting to do and and he's definitely helped us and yeah and we appreciate you Eli coming along yeah. with yeah. us. And for those of you that don't know, Eli is, goes to Lamar High School. He's a senior, I believe, fixing to yes. graduate this year. Uh, he 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 had a lot of practice in that because he's been doing commentary on on the games this year, on the football games and basketball games. He done a fantastic job. So uh, that's that's where he really helped a lot. Was he was comfortable with all that streaming stuff. So uh, once again, we're we're coming back on part two of a. Uh, Finishing the mission statement, we're blessed to see signs and wonders. That's where we're at. We're on the last part. I'm going to let, we've read it every time. I'm going to let Eli read it this time. We just let the new person read it, and he got the last straw, so here he is. So I'm going to let Eli read the mission statement, and then we'll take off from there. Yeah, here we go. We are a church that is privileged to worship, committed to evangelism, dedicated to discipling, and blessed to see signs and wonders. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and... Man, I just thank God every day. We're we've, we're having trouble getting going to get through this. I can already tell you because we've been talking about what we're going to talk about today, and it's just been crying, just crying. And I I feel God in this room thicker than I felt. <laughs> I don't know if I felt Him this morning like I feel Him right now, but I but it's thick in here. So uh, we're going to get through it, but it it may take us a little bit. But I want to start with Josh and you know your mom had the prophecy and we, we you tried to figure out somewhere between 12 and 14 we think i, I think it was around 2010 somewhere if yeah. i remember right because it was when she had it in the midst of the revivals that robert and larry were doing yeah. so she had the, the the vision or whatever in the midst of that so we had talked about it i think on the very first mm-hmm. podcast yes we brought it out but mm-hmm. i actually found the prophecy that she wrote down and i, I we can we can read it if you yeah want. yeah i want you to go ahead and read that okay so this is a. And just to lay a little framework, like I said, we were already as a church, we were we were doing some revivals. Um, and if you've had a chance to pick up Brother brother Robbie Willis's book, it, it goes into good detail about some of the revivals that we were glad to be a part of and, and some of the things that happened. But in the midst of that, there was this, this uh, great move of God and the Spirit was moving up here on the mountain and wherever we went and stuff. So... Uh, mom had had this prophecy and, and it, it was a it was a foreshadow of what would happen what was happening and what was going to happen and what we would eventually do which was be moving our some of our surfaces to town you yeah. know so mm-hmm. that we could put a put a foothold in johnson county yeah. you know we're here right at the newton county line but mm-hmm. we our our head is here in newton county but our our foothold is in johnson county and this body is uh, you know county, it, uh, his body so but here i'm just going to read this is a uh, 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 my mom, she she had this. Her name's Debbie, so uh, most of you may know her if you don't. Um, she's a great woman of God and and full of the Spirit. And and when she was reading her Bible, and I said, I'll just read the words that she had. So bear with me, and if I if I misspeak a word or whatever, just just bear with me. It says she said I was sitting reading my Bible, and all of a sudden I seen in my vision Salish Church. Up about it was a up above it was a big cloud representing the Holy Spirit. Inside of this cloud was Jesus with his arms outstretched. It started raining, but not water. It was the Holy Spirit, and it filled Salus Church. The people in it, so full, 
like a vase. It came pouring out and it started flowing downwards just like lava flowing from a volcano. And it flowed down the mountain to the end of the road and at every church and every place of worship it tried to enter. As it flowed, it would it I watched it go. Some doors were open, but as the Holy Spirit approached, people would not only shut the door but slam the door and it grieved the Holy Spirit. It's, he spoke to me and told me this was actually happening, but it kept flowing all through Johnson County and the surrounding areas. Those that closed the doors to the Holy Spirit went on by, but to those that wanted it were filled beyond overflowing. She said, the Lord spoke to me and said, the days of overflowing are here. And that his love was trying to reach every person. But to those that closed the door, he said, as much as it grieved him, that that was their choice. So this was, like I said, in the midst of the revivals and all that stuff, it said that the spirit was going to flow down the mountain and into every church that would, would would let it. And if you remember, guys, we had lots of churches that allowed us to come in, and yeah. we've seen lots of miracles, signs, and wonders wherever we were allowed to go. And and you know, hopefully that those churches that turned us away will have another opportunity because I believe God's grace is that good. So hopefully that God's God's mercy and grace will be continue to be poured out. And I believe that out, that overflowing of God's love and grace from this mountain is continuing. And like I said, this was a, a prophecy before we had even decided to go to town, before the word had even come that we would move our, and I'm going to turn it back over to Mike. He's going to talk about how the church came about to be in town and, yeah. and some of the, the, the new developments that we've got going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when Josh is telling that story, you know, <clears throat> it, it's all connected. I, we don't, for some reason, none of us have the Walter Bashir's ones. I don't think, no. uh, but, um, man of God that, you know, we adore a good man. Uh, Walter Bashir's come to our church and it was around that same time frame. I guess it would say, uh, and he, he basically gave a prophecy and I'm, I'm not even gonna try to quote it, but along the same lines there of what your, your mom had said there, uh, and, and the things that we would do. So, you know, we go, we go fast forward in 2020 we we get the building, we implement the building, we start having service in town, and I believe it was October, I believe it was, or November, I believe it was November, we had our first service in town, and we're there, and so when we're there, um, trying to think, we're there, and we're having service, and before that time, about a year before, year, and I've got down July 19th of 2019, the Lord gave me a vision, and spoke to me in this way, that one of the visions that he gave me, we would implement a prayer room in Johnson County. That's awesome. Uh, and with that vision, he brought out that I was lacking in my prayer life. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was lacking in my prayer life at that time. And, and he told me that. And that's tough. And that was a big pill to swallow for me because I felt like I was doing better. But when God says, you're lacking a little, all right. So, so I upped it. And, and I'm not going to say how long I do, but... Uh, and I prayed and I prayed more than I had in, in a few more hours, more than I was praying because I've heard the stories and I've heard the people talk about how they went and prayed and sought after God for eight and 10 hours a day and the miracles they seen and the outpourings they seen. And when God said I was going to, he was going to implement a house of prayer and it was going to be through us in Johnson County. We've got to learn to be prayer warriors. I've got to learn to be a warrior of prayer and, and, and nothing else. And all this other stuff, it comes it comes with it. But when I pray and when I seek God, that's my way of connecting to the Father is through prayer. So here we are now, four years after, almost four years after that vision. And as you said, we've got to give credit to Asbury Revival that was going on because it that sparked a hunger. I don't know about it you boys, but uh, uh, I know we all, I was trying to get everybody to go, but we just <laughs> could never make it happen. But uh, it sparked a hunger. So, so instead of us not going, pastor called. pastor called for prayer and he, and go ahead. Do you guys remember, um, even before it started at Asbury, I think it was somewhere around January, pastor said that yes. the, the, the Lord had been telling him, if we want to be the church that God's called us to be, that we got to be a church of prayer. Yeah. yeah. He had been talking about that and, and, but we hadn't had any prayer meetings, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, just normal prayer and service and stuff like that. But we did not set aside special time of prayer. We didn't do all that, even mm -hmm. though he had been talking about it. I think it was even before the new year, yeah. but he had been talking about it. if we're going to be the church 
that God wants us to be in Johnson County, then we need to be a church of prayer and get mm-hmm. back to the, you know, we're a fasting church, but he said, we need to add the prayer with the fasting. Mm-hmm. And we always start the year fasting and we did. And we talked about that, but we're also wanted to add the prayer with the fasting. Yeah. And cause when you pray, it gets your focus off of you and it gets your focus on God, you know, and stuff like that. So uh, I just wanted to, you yeah. know, and then that, and then like you said, the Asbury revival comes along. It stirs up hunger mm-hmm. among us and uh, among our our pastors. Yeah. And then that's when he called the. And I'll, I'll turn it back to you. That's when he well that Saturday he said well, let's have a prayer meeting. So we're all like yeah let's do it. So we open up the doors then with, with no intention. Yeah, with no intention of of Maybe. keeping going. We so just we just gonna do it. One we're day. just gonna do it one day. That's what we thought uh, and. Uh, so, Eli, you got you got something yeah, you want to add to uh, that? Yeah, I think it even sparked something in the younger uh, people, even in the schools. As you saw, uh, revival started to break out in Bologna High School. And then I think that kind of trickled down to even like a place like Lamar. Uh, and, uh, you know, people really started to be hungry, asking questions about God. Yeah. And it's really just sparked something in the schools as well. Wow. I want to add to that. Well, that's awesome. And I've, I've been to what we talked about earlier in episodes, but I've been to Lamar CSU there was 60 something kids that day that, yeah. that we was there. That's amazing. I mean, for a high school, I know it's a big school or a bigger school, but 60 something kids that come to a Christian student union. That's what CSU is, is Christian student union. Man, that was awesome. And like Eli was saying, it sparked something and, and it sparked an interest and younger generations were getting in there because they were seeing that it, that it wasn't about man. It wasn't about anything that was going on. There was no big name speakers, as we all know, with the Asbury Revival. It was just simply yeah, people, people pushing to see and praying to see God move. Right. And he did that. He did just that. So that Saturday we have prayer. As Josh said, we probably didn't have no expectancy of doing it again. But the next week, he let, I think he just laid it on our hearts. Let's open it up we again. Just we just asked. And uh, so from then on, it's been six weeks now, I think it is. I think six weeks. Six weeks. The last six weeks, we've opened up the doors on Saturdays. Uh, it's in not twenty four seven, but we're getting there. I think eventually it'll get there. It may take time because it, you know, it took four years for us to start the doing the prayer itself. So maybe it takes another four years to get twenty four seven. But when time comes, when God's time comes, it'll it starts working itself out. So we've been opening the doors from eight to five uh, on Saturdays for prayer. And slowly, it's getting interest. People are coming. God's moving. God's moving. God's Jordan moving. Jordan opens up. He's been our opening guy, Every, I guess, every one except for the first one. Yeah. And, 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 and there's a sister. The spirit we, is we heavy. We yeah. have a sister that shows up. Yeah, I was going to say, don't, we won't name her name, but, man, she, she comes on the morning. And she is on fire. Yeah. And and, and people trickle in. I, I told Josh. They this, come and go. There's no there's no agenda. Yeah. It's just you're, you're coming and you know we put music on just to set the atmosphere yeah. and people can come and pray for 5 minutes or 5 hours whatever they want mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where when you get out of the way and you just let people soak in God's presence mm-hmm. then he can out of that mm-hmm. we're allowing him to move and do things that he wants to do you know when a normal service is fine right you know yeah. but we know we're we're time stamped you know we got to we got to you know but yeah. this, it's it's we're open like eight yeah. to five. All right, if you want to pray, come pray. If you want to pray the whole time, or if you want to pray eight seconds, it doesn't matter because God will find it God. honorable and God's He honor will that. show up. He is showing up mm-hmm. in these prayer meetings, yeah. and, and it's like you said, Mike. It's it's not just a prayer meeting. I think we are becoming a house of prayer, house of prayer. in Johnson yeah. County. I think that that is what God has prophesied about us. That's what God has told us about and that's what god has been encouraging robert about our Mm -hmm. pastor about you know that we if we're going to see the things that god wants to see it's going to start with prayer it's going to start with with just getting out of the way and letting god do what he wants to do yeah well as i've been i've been saying i told you it's not like our old prayer meetings and and this is going to sound rude but we set a time and we was there and that that was it with that we was coming for that and we knew that's what we was doing but like you said now hard for that for hour. that hour yeah, yes you know what i'm saying we we used to set them for an hour or 30 minutes and and we'd push as hard as we could but now and, and this is a scripture i always say i always pray this scripture over our, our town church we are the and it's in psalms we're the generation of jacob the generation that's going to seek his face yeah that's who we are in prayer and in worship. We are seeking the face of the father. And, and that's why I love the, the prayer room atmosphere. I guess you'd say the eight to yes. five, because 
there's no agenda, as you said, and we're not pushing for that hour. People are flowing in. It doesn't if matter. People want prayer. Yeah, they can get prayer. You I've know, seen people if, pray for one another. We, yeah, people are praying for one another. We're having people message on Facebook asking us to pray, or mm-hmm. even just texting. I had a lady text me for prayer for her dad, and 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 we we made a list and we hung it up on the door so that every person that came in that door would pray With for those prayer. needs, and yeah. and that's just awesome opportunity that we're able to give. The, the people of Johnson County, and mm-hmm. I just I'm blessed to be a part of this yeah. church. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, Go ahead. I, I, you know, the last five five weeks. This is week six, right? Yeah. Or is this week seven? This will be week seven, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems to me like, you know, when we when we get up to go to church on Sunday, we're getting up. You know, we're going to church. Mm-hmm. We're we're in the same routine. We're going to church at ten. We're expecting to be out of there by noon. Or one at one. Uh, noon, noon to one. <laughs> one with Robert. You got to give or take a few minutes there with our pastor. But it just seems like, and I text these guys every time I get in there. We I turn the key and I open the door and the spirit is resting yeah. in there. I mean, it's not like God's waiting on us yeah. in that place in that moment to show up. Like you said, you five minutes or five hours. You schedule an appointment with yeah. God, he shows up. Yeah. He's there waiting. Yeah. And I, I'm saying this with full confidence. He's waiting on us. <laughs> to, he's, he's waiting on us. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're volunteering our time. I mean, and not, nothing on us, but... The one thing people don't have. Is, yeah, exactly. It's time. And Saturdays are our days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Saturday's the day for you to be you. And if people work, you got to work. But, you know, Josh has to work, but you come after. And, and you open the doors after work. People just need to, be, you know, get, they're giving. We're giving up our time, and yes. nothing on us. We're, we're not bragging, but we're just saying, man. And it's not even just us. It's not even Most just us. Most of the There's, people that are volunteering are not even here. Yeah, our, our I mean, church is. The church is standing up, yeah. and and Robert put out the people. call. Yeah. Robert put out the call to for us to be a house of prayer, and people are taking it up yeah. on their shoulders to be that house of prayer, yeah. to be that person that that God has called us to be. Yeah. Well, you you Jordan said it about. When you open the door, it's resting there. Yeah. I remember listening to Bill Johnson. It's probably been five years ago, but he was he was speaking a sermon about the house of Bethel, Bethel in, in Redding, California. And he said, when he started going there, the Lord told him, He said, "Are you going to invite me to this to be my permanent address?" And Bill was like, "What do you mean?" He said, I, "I'm entering into. I will, I'm allowing you to enter into a place." Where I will permanently reside here, if you'll ask me. Let it be. You know what I mean. So yeah. five years ago, I heard that message, and I'm thinking, God, do it here. So every time I'm in that, I'm in, I'm in the church, town church. I'm, I'm praying, God, this is your permanent residence. You come down here and reside right here at 424 East Main Street. Let Clarksville, Arkansas, be where you live. Let this be your dwelling house, and move all over this nation just based off that. And even you know, even saying that, mm-hmm. you know, we say. We, there's about eight of us that we, you know, that do the time slots to go do this. Well, well good, good luck going and staying from eight to 10 yeah. as thick as the spirit is in there. Good luck. <laughs> be, be, be hard pressed to just, yeah. just go and just leave all of a sudden. So it, it, it's, it's, it's hard to leave. It is hard to leave. So that's where we are. That's where, that's where yeah. we are as a church. And yeah. I, I guess I'll give you all a poll. Would you disagree or agree? It's changed our services. It has changed our, it's, not only our services, but our lives. Our lives. Changed mm-hmm. It's changed my life. The last, the when last you, six weeks. When I mean, you just give God your day. Yeah. Like, God, this is your day. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do it on Sunday mornings and, and we have church on Wednesdays. But like Jordan said, you set that two-hour timestamp. You're like, all right, we're going to be in and out in that two hours. Most of the time, that's it, right? Two to three hours. Yeah. But when we open up and we're like, God, I'm going to go lay on my face until I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lay in your presence. I'm not going to leave yeah. unless, you know, I'm going to just stay in your presence. Yeah. We are going to be a church of his presence, his a presence. church of prayer. And, and and that's what's been prophesied throughout the throughout the years of our, of our church. And, and, and I think it's awesome and cool how God's making it all yeah. come it's, together. It's time together. And we're blessed with, I, I'll say it. We're blessed with the best. Mm-hmm. Our worship team is awesome. Our pastors are awesome. Yeah. But God wants our prayers. Mm-hmm. He wants us. Yes. He still wants that time. He wants that time. Mm-hmm. He wants us individualized. Yes. He, wants he wants, us. wants each individual person. Like you said, Jordan, when you open that door, the presence is already there yeah. waiting on us to show up. <laughs> and if that's if we don't ever open that door and go in, 
We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Why not? I mean, just why, why not? not? So, and, and you're probably sitting here asking, well, what does all this have to do with signs and wonders? All this is tied back to what we what we've experienced over our life. Yeah. And, and the things that we in the mission statement that Dad said we're blessed to see the signs and wonders. And, and I'm gonna tell a story here, or I'm gonna the staff story here in just a minute about him. But all this is correlated. It's passed down because the house prophet and, and our apostle spoke these things into existence by the leading of God. Be reminded of that this was not because they thought it was the best idea. It was because God had laid it on their hearts that we should do these things. And, and that's where we were. So, so my dad, this is, this is, I don't know, we're talking about signs and wonders, but, uh, he wanted to see this yeah. real bad, real bad. He wanted to be in town. He wanted to do those things. And, and I think his desire to go to heaven was just stronger than that, I guess we'd say. But, but I remember when he got sick and, and I want to read the scripture, Hebrews 11 and 21. Oh, he was talking about it. It says, By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. My dad got sick with cancer. He had a, he had a brain tumor. And the Lord told him to go get a stick. And he was going to preach from this. Uh, and good of his faithfulness. And he got the stick and what he called a uh, measuring stick for those that are saw sawmill and lim- timber people. He went and got it, and he cut it, and it's about it's about six foot long, I guess, a, a six and a half, something like that. It's a long stick. He cut it, he got it, and he got some black tape, and he he told the Lord, he said, "I'm just gonna start taping up all the miracles I can think of." And he's sitting there that day, and as he was dying, he has his staff, and he starts taping up the staff, and all of a sudden he just can't stop because of all the goodness and all the blessings that God had blessed him with. And he gets to the very top and he can't stop. So he works himself back down twice. And just because he ran out of room twice is why he had to stop. But man, at that moment, he didn't didn't realize the impact that that was going to have on us. He probably did, I guess you'd say. But man, everything he experienced... He was now going to get to pass down to us, and, and that 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 staff lives in lives in our church here on on the mountain, and, and it's hung up there. And he would he would he would kill them if he knew that that was hanging up. By the way, just <laughs> just so we're clear, but he's not here, so he can't do that. About it. And the words, and and the and mission the statement is hanging right there too. But seeing that when we walk in, he experienced that goodness, the wonders. Yeah. The signs and the wonders is what he was putting, well, on, he was putting on there. And that's where we are. We're experiencing the signs and wonders. And, and these prophecies that we're talking about and, and these dreams, we're going to talk about some dreams here in a minute. It goes beyond us. It goes beyond us. And it, and it is the signs and wonders that God talks about. It's an investment of people that came before us. We, we talk about it all the time. I, I love to honor the past and, and where we're at right now. I'm blessed to live in the present but man, I'm excited for the future as well. But while we're here, we're we're talking about what's went on to lead us to the mission statement that even before then that brought on our church, brought on the people of our church, and has blessed us with godly men and women that have been able to see the things they've seen. And, and dreams was handed down. And we were talking earlier, somehow, some way, and I'm gonna let Josh take this dream and run with it. Somehow, some way, this dream all of a sudden is coming now. We're what are we, six, five years past that dream? And it is tied into somehow with Jordan. And Jordan's here, and we weren't even planning on this. And it's tied into Jordan's life. And I'm going to let Josh take it before before I run away with it. So Josh is going to tell tell the dream that he had, and we'll, we're going to bounce it back and forth. Well, the, to just lay a little groundwork, you know, if you if you don't know Jordan, he's, you know, he's been in and out of our church a few times, maybe two or three times, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he would come and he would get involved, and then for whatever reason, it would you know he would he would not show up. And me and Mike had made a pact somewhere along the lines that we weren't going to give up on you, Jordan. Yeah. I know <laughs> it's hard to to stomach sometimes, but I remember I remember call, calling Mike and being like, he wasn't there today, <laughs> but we're not going to give up on him. And then you would come back, and then you would, and I said you did it two or three times, but I remember there was this day that I had this, I had this dream and I believe it was a prophetic dream and a picture of, of the previous generation 
laying the foundation and the groundwork for the future generations. And, and so I'm just going to read this dream. Um, uh, bear with me. Um, if you don't, if you're not from Salus, you probably don't know this name, but there's a man named Paul Cords who donated the land. Sorry, get getting emotional. He donated the land where my car is actually sitting right now. The land that the church that we're sitting in right now, he donated this land where we're sitting and just selfless. I mean, yeah. just gave it to the church. But I had this dream about uh, uh, Paul Cords, and I'm just going to read it. And like I said, it, whenever I read it, it's going to make sense. But it says, I dreamed that we, and I, when I say we, I mean all the normal people that were normally in church. I said, we were in the church, and I felt like it was in the mountain church. And I said, we were in the altar area. And I see, I remember seeing this tall, slender man with short, blondish gray hair in a dress shirt and a black, little black slacks, slacks, black slacks. And instantly I knew it was a younger Paul Cords. And he had a smile on his face. And all of a sudden, Jordan Kilo walked up to him, crying his eyes out, and walked up to him and hugged him, almost like you would a father. And they sat, and Paul started crying, and Jordan was crying. And then I woke up. And immediately I knew, whenever I woke up from this dream, I knew, obviously, it was about Jordan and Paul because they were <coughs> both in the dream. And then, and I began to think about the foundation, the literal foundation that Paul laid yeah. for this church. Yeah, come on. We're sitting on a foundation that's upon the land that he donated, yeah. the beginning. We're we're not building on, on, on our own stuff. We're not building on our own signs and wonders, but we're building on the previous generations after us. And we're going to turn this over to the future generations coming ahead. But as, as I as I had this dream, it was almost like I could see Paul Cord getting to celebrate in heaven over the salvation of Jordan Kilo, whom he didn't even meet yeah. this side of heaven. Paul Cord is gone, and and he's 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 went the way of man. And he's in heaven now with God. But Jordan and him had never met probably. But in this dream, God showed me that that it, that their generations were connected because with God it, it goes deeper than yeah. than. than so I had this dream on, and it's significant because I had this dream on May the 27th. And the very next day, which was May 28th, Mike called me and he said, I had a dream. And I'm just going to leave it with him because he'll, he'll tie it into this, this dream that I call the Paul Forge dream. So I had this dream after Josh had had that dream. And we're tying all these together. If you'll give us a minute, I guess you'd say we're, we're tying everything together and we're doing it slow so uh, so that it doesn't confuse. But I had this dream the next day. And it said in the dream, I was standing in a field and, and there was three three men that came and they were planting seeds in the ground. And when they would take off, there would be crows that would come and take the seeds out of the ground in the dream. And it happened multiple times and I, and I got irritated and I heard a voice say, just hold on a second, just hold on. And they planted the seeds again, and it started to grow. And when the crows started to come, there was eagles that flew over and scared them off. And the eagles basically were protecting. And the seed bloomed, and the eagles came and handed them to us. They picked up the seeds and handed them to us. And I seen the men come, and they said something to in that dream was Josh. And when I heard that, they said, Josh needs to know about this. Josh needs to know about this moment. So the eagles, the crows had been trying to take away the seed that was being planted by the men and and the eagles come and protected the seed. And, and now Josh, they was wanting me to tell about this, tell Josh about this and what was going on. So. <clears throat> and you didn't even know about that. Didn't even know. I didn't even know about Josh's dream about Paul Cords at that time. Uh, he hadn't said nothing. And I, I usually just call him and I'll just run dreams by him or and do things like that. But. He hadn't said nothing about the dream about Paul Cord yet, and I don't even know that you told me then. I just you told me you'd had a dream, but you was waiting on it. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm I'm almost hundred percent sure that you was waiting on what God wanted to say about it or what God was saying about it. <clears throat> so, come back. It's correlating to tying in. Jordan Kilo had left the church or come to the church one time, and left. And then he came back. Come back twice. Left again. And then come back the third time, and it was permanent. 
correct? Yeah. That's where we're at. So Paul Cord's a man who didn't meet Jordan Kilo, but in the dream because of his faithfulness. Yeah. And his, because of his sacrifice. Go ahead. I just it just it just it just hit me today as we're talking and I'm very overwhelmed emotionally thinking about his sacrifice. He gave this land for the to the church. Mm-hmm. For you, Jordan. Yeah. He didn't know you, but he knew you were coming. And it's just amazing that God can use that. And so so let's tie this full circle. The signs and wonders that we're seeing now. Yeah. And the prayer that's going on now, there are generations coming after us that are gonna benefit from what we're from what we're doing. From what we're doing. Yeah. And that's what it's all about, is that God gets the glory. It's not one man. It's not just Paul Cord. It's not just Jordan Kilo. But it's it's for God to get the glory. And it's just amazing how that, that when God speaks it and God says something's going to happen, it happens. And it, and it comes to pass, just like he said. And I'm standing on the fact that God told you we would be a 24-7 prayer yeah. house. And I'm standing on that. And I'm believing that, that we're seeing the fruits of that. And we're seeing the beginnings of that. So... Um, I don't know. I'll turn this back to you, Mike. So I don't. Even well, know. I was. We'll open it up. We've got a little bit. We we can probably take fifteen minutes, probably. But I want to open it up to everybody. I mean, if y'all want to share something, but I I wanted to start. Just wow for one, because it's 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 blowing my mind for one. It's overwhelming because you you just don't think about that. You in the present, you know what I mean. You don't think about how something that somebody does like Paul Cords, who who was not an outgoing man. He was, he was very quiet. He was very reserved, but something he did through faithfulness brought on the next generation yeah. and, and brought them into a place of faithfulness himself. I mean, and Jordan's faithful and doing, and you know, like I said, opening the prayer room and it's changed, changed our lives. So his faithfulness brought on more faithfulness who in turn, if you keep the faithfulness and we keep the faithfulness, it's going to turn the next generation into a faithful people that will also seek his face and yeah. seek him so and see signs and, and, see signs and wonders and, and, and it just keeps continuing on so i i want to read uh you know signs and wonders and, and you think about stuff that we've seen or prophecies and i took i asked these guys you know prophecies that y'all remember uh things like that uh i want to go to this prophecy because this happened to be one of my favorite ones that god ever god ever shared with me and it was in 2020 it was actually february 16th and we was praying during that night it was prayer. It was here at at the mountain church that night, and I remember praying and we was praying for things. And the Lord laid on my heart, and and he didn't say nothing. I remember where it was. He he said two words. He said justice and mercy. And I thought okay, and again justice and mercy, justice and mercy. And it, it was like he was drilling. It was like a teacher just drilling it in my head, like justice and mercy, justice and mercy. So later on, we're praying, and I feel the Lord. Speak it to me again, justice and mercy and, and loud. And I thought, my goodness, what, what is up with this? All of a sudden, the Lord just, and, and it is like in Jeremiah, and, and this is the easiest way for to me to explain it. It's like Jeremiah. It's like a fire shut up in your bones. When the Lord gives you something, it's there, and you're like, and you feel that fire. It's got to come out. So we're praying there, and the Holy Spirit put this desire on my heart, and he laid those two words there. And, and that day, that night, you know, we'd been, going through some battles and at that time I really you know was thinking justice and mercy I was thinking about what's my dad but as, as the night went on the Lord showed me it was something different he said justice and mercy he said for what the enemy has been bringing you through and brought you through I'm gonna bring justice and mercy but then after that he also laid on my heart and, and I, I believe I spoke it uh, over the church he said I'm gonna overturn the abortion I'm gonna take abortion away and there's going to be justice and mercy for the un- unborn children of this world and I am going to bring justice over this earth. Yeah. And the the un, the unheard cries of the babies that did not get life, I'm going to bring justice and mercy. And I'm going to do it. And that was February 16th of 2020. And two years later, God gives the mercy and the grace and the justice and overturns Roe versus Wade and overturns abortion and gives life back to those babies amazing to me and that was one of my favorite moments because if my heart my heart and my wife's heart as well we love children we love babies we 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 just they're god's just precious gift to us and and we love them so much and all i could ever think about was how 
horrible that was and how I hated that. And the Lord does that and he gives that word and he gives justice and he gives mercy. He does it. He gives his promises. So man, that was, that was an awesome night for me. And not just anything on me because here's the, here's where I sit on and as, as a prophet deal. I'm not a prophet. I don't, don't, don't misquote me boys. I take it like this. The word of God says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Anybody that testifies about Jesus's goodness is a prophet to me. <laughs> if you tell about the forecoming of Jesus and his return here on his, this earth, you're a prophet. You're speaking the words of things that it's going to happen. And that's good enough for me. But man, when God lays something on your heart like that and you share it and then he takes care of it, it may have been two years later, but hey, wow, he took care of it. And that was awesome. So, uh, that's where I see it. You want to let Eli throw his? Or we're going to finish with Eli. That's what we're waiting on Eli to finish finish this up. So, But while we're getting there, Josh has got something. Did you want to share? Yeah. Mike's talking about like personal prophecies and stuff like that that stuck out to me. And I'm, this is one that's <clears throat> very special to me because <clears throat> Uncle Larry come to me one Sunday morning. It was June of 2017. I have it down in my notes the exact day. Um, and he come to me and he pointed his crooked finger at me. If you knew Larry, he had a crooked finger and he pointed it at me and he said, keep doing that, what you began to do. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> well, you told us to get that out earlier. You're the only one that's got it. <laughs> keep doing that, which you began to do. And the Lord is faithful to bring it to fruition. And <coughs> excuse me. I'm going to have to leave it with you guys. <laughs> oh, you're shorting it out. I'll, I'll do another one. How's that sound? <laughs> so uh, I've also got another one. It was the same year. And uh, the Lord said that there would be an uncovering of miracles on the earth. That the enemy has tried to cover up. but And people could not receive. But I'm going to wash away the dirt and bring them forth. And that's when the season, our season of life just took off, I, I believe in, in that. So it, it's amazing to see these things and see what God's doing through moments that he spoke to us two years ago, three years ago. Jordan, I think we figured it up. It's been five years since you've come, since you been yeah. back to church. So yeah. uh, you, you was talking about, I want you to share with you, if you don't care, talk about that. But I want you to also share about the angels singing because okay. I remember that, but not like probably like yeah. you do. So uh, Jordan come back you know, about five years ago. And, and this is what he was sharing with us a while ago, his heart. So I'm going to let him share that. If he can, because yeah, it's going to be tough. So I, I've been here for five years. <clears throat> faithfully. Faithfully. God's been good to me. He's, he's shown us all a lot and he's been good to our church. When I come back the third time for, for good, or I call it for good. Mm. The second service back, we were just having just one of those. It was just one of those services, one of those and uh, we got to hear the angels sing in that service. Now, in this time, I had lost my grandmother, and me and my grandpa were basically looking for our way in life again, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, you basically lived with, with them. I, I lived, I lived with time. my grandparents at the time. Me and me, my grandpa was my best friend mm. and at the time. And, and he's still my best friend, you know. But mm. And this time, me and him were struggling. It was a crybaby fest every day mm. at home. We didn't know where we were going with life. We come out of the woods. We work in the log woods. And we come out of the woods, and I got home one day. This was... I believe it was Monday or Tuesday after we heard the angels sing at church. And I got home and I could hear my grandma singing and playing guitar, worshiping God outside of the truck. And I I ran inside in a hurry, you know, and I got in there and my grandma wasn't there and the, the, the music stopped. But in that moment, it was a, it was God letting me know that we are where we need to be, where we're called to be. And that uh, these dreams, uh, Paul Cords, I don't know the guy, but when, when I get to heaven, I'm going to. <laughs> because God's too good. Yeah. 
you know, the things that God is gracious enough to allow us to see and to be a part of. In that moment, God changed my, not only my life, but he changed my grandpa's life. Yeah. We, we've been here faithfully ever since. If we miss a Sunday, you know, these guys ride me like I'm Seabiscuit <laughs> because I need to be here. And that's, you know, this is my place. And I just thank God for allowing me to be with you guys. And I thank you guys for never giving up on me because y'all are a big part of my Christian walk. Well, you talked about, we call him Poppy. But Steve, I remember I was leading the service the, the Sunday that he was trying to come in. And like we talked about last week, I guess you can see outside the windows on the on the front porch of our church. I've probably seen him pace that porch like 10 or 15 times. He came in, he, he stayed for a couple of minutes, then went out and I seen Wes, my father-in-law, go out and try to talk to him and he paced him back and forth. I didn't think the man was ever going to come in at that point, but yeah. man, when he did, you know, it, it changed everything. It changed everything. And, and Steve brought his whole family. <laughs> I mean... We they went from that the back left side of the church being not much there to it gets filled up based on Steve family and that was awesome. He brought his daughters and all the boys and all the kids and it changed it really changed them. It it made a difference in, in their lives. And, and in doing so blessed us with Pam. Yeah, yeah. And Steve married our okay. piano player Pam and they're blessed now. They've they they they're faithful they they're there all the time and doing things anything that you need to ask they'll do it and it blessed their family and yes. and, and it it filled i guess you can't replace anybody but man it, it helped fill that hole that uh that was hurting and that was hurting and, and you know god she's, restored that she's so. filled a void in my life and yeah. she's going to be to my kids what my mama was to me you know yeah. and, and i forever indebted to God for that, you know, because my kids need that. My yeah. kids need Pam. Yeah. I need Pam. And God's just faithful. Yeah. That's awesome. You get better? Full circle. <laughs> yeah. You back? Josh, Josh is back with us after, back, yeah. after a long lady Maybe break there. A minute. So back to the Uncle Larry sticking his crooked finger in my face. And yeah. he quoted this scripture. He didn't tell me it was in the Bible or anything like he always did. He just... He would give me words, and then I knew they were founded on Scripture. Mm -hmm. But he, he pointed that finger at me and said, just keep doing that which you began to do, and the Lord is faithful to bring it to fruition. And and I said this was in 2017 of June, and just a very rough time in my own personal walk with the Lord and was very struggling, and I think he, he knew that I was struggling, and he knew I wanted to to just just... I, we talked, I don't want to dive into the old stuff that we talked about last time, but, you know, I wanted to just hang it up and just kind of go away to the side, you know, go on the wayside, you know, and, and he just wouldn't give up on me. And he, and he gave me that word of prophecy and, and in, and, and in my, my teaching and my preaching and my prayer life, it's, it's tenfold what it was in 2017, you know, uh, that he, he gave me that scripture there and it's found in, in Philippians if you want to look it up, but he gave me that scripture and, and it has, it has, I read it. I've got it in my notes and I pull it up and I read it probably once a week. I read it, I read it and I say, God, I'm standing on your words that you gave me through uncle Larry. And I'm believing that whatever I do, if I will just do what God has called me to do, he will handle the rest. He'll handle it. You know, the pastor says it a lot, right? We do our best and, and, and God, God will do the rest. rest. Yeah. You know, that's what Pastor Robert says all the time. And and I believe that. We 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 do it and God is faithful and also, just to, to make says, it. If we do our part, God will take care of his part. That's another yeah, one he yeah. says he, too. He does say if we do our part, God will take care of God his part. God will take care of his and, part. You know, that's I'm thankful God has chosen us to, to, to work with and, and to be a part. I'm just thankful to be a part of this church and I love the foundation of those that have gone on before us already. That they that they have laid the groundworks, the literal groundworks before us, and and laid the physical foundation of 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 what we have now, and yeah. thankful. And I want to turn this over to the next generation <laughs> to be able to see signs and wonders, yeah. and to believe for the impossible. Yeah. <clears throat> and you said that's that's why we got Eli here. That's a and next he is the next generation. He he's the upbringing. He's and he's gonna hate that I brag on him, but. I've seen his boldness in school and to people 
around his people, around his friends, and, and he's one of a kind. He, he's one of a kind, and I know he hates that, and but he is. He he testifies about God's goodness every day. He's faithful to pray. Eli, a couple weeks ago, when we was in the sound booth, and somebody put a request in on the on the laptop, and and instead of just typing up, yeah, we're gonna pray for you. You said, hey, will you watch the monitor for a minute? And I was, I was like, yeah, sure. You turned around, you knelt down right back there in the sound booth and didn't waste a moment and started praying over that need right then. My goodness, I wish I was... Man, we've said it before, me and Josh have talked about at his age, I wish I'd have been what you are. And, and yeah. I don't know, you don't like us bragging on you, but we want to honor you because yeah. you, you're faithful. And you 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 do the right things. You, you, make, you know, decisions are tough. Decisions are hard. But I believe you seek God, and I believe I I know the miraculous flows through Him because I I've seen oil flow from His hands because God's great like that. So God wants to do those things, and God's bestowed the gifts upon you. Yeah. You're the generation. You if I die today, and it's in your hands to lead my children, I would trust that it would be okay yeah. because you're 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 doing it. So and enough. I know you're tired of us bragging on you, and I know you don't like that. But we talked about Jonathan last week. Uh, getting his feet washed at the foot washing, which is, I thought was cool that, you know, we're coming up on Easter. But anyway, uh, foot washing's coming up on Good Friday, and we talked about that some yeah. last week on the podcast. But I want you to give us your perspective, because this is Jonathan's brother, Jonathan Mays. This is Eli Mays. This is his yeah. brother. I want you to give us your perspective of what was going on at that time and through those things. So, Yeah, the Lord is faithful to deliver always. And, uh, you know, my brother was, uh, he had some sores on his feet, Whenever, whenever he was a teenager, probably about my age, a little bit younger, about 17. And uh, the doctors were saying that he needed to have him taken out after he got done with ball uh, during the ball seasons. And that, that's when they were really affecting him because the sweating and, you know, the hard practices were really getting to him on his feet. And so, you know, one of the first services we came to, to Salish Church, was uh, a foot washing service. So, you know, we started out with a doozy. We was going to ask. We wasn't sure, but we thought it was y'all's very first service. I believe it was. And that's I, mean, what, I can't remember exactly, but I believe it was. That's what I said last service. week. One I was like, who's two anyway? Yeah. Yes. Who, yeah. Picks, who picks the foot washing to be the first service you come to? You know, That's what we said last week. So yeah, mom and dad ahead. did a good job, I guess. They yeah. Just throw right, right in the fire. Just, just get, us, get us going right just there. Just yeah. show you what it's like. Yeah, but... You know, God is so good. And my brother came in believing. I believe that's a big key. Yeah. You got. You know, whenever you go to pray for someone, you need to go in believing that the Lord is going to heal. Yeah. And, you know, my brother, he came in believing uh, that he would be healed. And so, you know, we got to the foot washing service and we were excited. <laughs> we were excited to come. And uh, Jonathan, was, Jonathan was excited. And so uh, whenever he got his feet washed, nothing really happened you know you want something big to happen but the lord has it all planned out just how it needs to be yeah and so uh you know later later days on a short time after those sores start to started to fall off mm -hmm. and so you know that, that was a big testament to not only my brother but the lord knew that that would be a big testament testament to me as well uh to see that though that he is faithful yeah. you know that that's that was really a key moment in my life uh, that really built my faith and to show how good that he is. And, you know, I've just grown with him each and every day uh, over over my life. And, you know, God is so good. Yeah. And if I'm not wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I also talked about last week the service where the 12 young people were filled with the Holy Ghost right here. Yeah. Was you, part, you was part of that, wasn't yeah. you? Yeah. So... Eli is one of the products, and I didn't go into great detail, but, man, we were having an outpouring. And actually, I believe it was your sister that told me we needed to go get the youth from the back because yeah. we were having children's church at that time. Mm -hmm. Because she said, his Eli's sister Sarah, she said, I really feel like the Lord's wanting to bless right here in this moment. And she she was young. She was probably 15, 16. Probably 15, she yeah. was too nervous to go ask. She said, will you go ask? And I said, yeah. And I said, that's fine. I said, if you really feel like it. She said, I, I fully believe it. Yeah. So I went and got all the youth, and there was probably 15, 20 of them at the time back there. And they all come to the front and start praying. And this at that time, they were all probably from age 8 
I know the youngest one was an eight-year-old, probably the 16, 17. And they're standing there in the front, and people are praying. And at the, honestly, at this time, people had given up except for like probably five or six of us. We were, we were still praying with them. And it was like it broke. The atmosphere broke. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, you could just see. Almost like a wave. Almost a wave. Like, like Acts 2 talks about, like the wave of the Holy Ghost. One by one, from one side to the other, they begin to... the spirit. And some were speaking in tongues, some, some were crying, jumping, some were jumping. I mean, falling out in the spirit. In one way or another, they were being filled with the Holy Spirit at that moment. So, yeah. you got something. Yeah, that that's another one of those moments that really built my faith. And, you know, I got to actually experience that. You know, my other one was about my brother, yeah. and I got to see that. But this was one that I got to experience myself. You know, we've been blessed, not only me, but the youth group and everybody that's been through has been blessed to see so much in this church, signs and wonders. And, you know, that's just one of those other things yeah. that we've seen. Yeah. Wonders. That's right. And, man, it, it, it's, we're getting people now, it, it's, the younger generation, it's different for them because they, the ones that are coming in now, and Eli will attest to this. Yeah. We weren't, we talk about it all the time in Sunday school, but we weren't church raised, right? Yeah. We're, where we're at right now, they're, they're. I guess you want to say raw and and fresh and, and yeah. they're learning. They yeah. want to, they're they're seeking and they're asking questions and they want to know things. And that's what I love. That's what I, young people that are willing yeah. to dive in and seek God and learn about God. And, and like Eli said, be the generation that's going to see what we're going to see coming here now. So, uh, and I, I think that just like my father did, you know, Paul Cords did, the people that had come before us that have passed on. Uh, all laid the seeds of the foundation, the ones before pastor even came, you know, those that laid the foundation and before us, they laid the seeds. We're partaking of that fruit right now. And I'm hoping that when they get older and when yeah. the young, our young, our kids get older and our grandkids get older, they're going to partake of the fruit that we have sowed in, yeah. in the ground. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, we, we, we're we running on time, guys. Uh, I'm going to yeah. cut it short. How's that? Anything? Anything? Nope. So this is the Greater Things podcast. Once again, uh, this is all. This is what it's about, and we we want to see the greater things. We want to know the greater things of God. We want God to show us what He wants us wants to do here on the earth. You know, as I, I think I've said it every show, but let His glory cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. I I want it to flow here on earth. Yeah. I want heaven to come down here on earth. Uh, I believe John said it in the book of John. You know, the violent. The violent take it by force. I want to take it by force. I want to take heaven by storm. And I want it to flow here here on this earth. So uh, this is the Greater Things Podcast once again. I, I thank you guys for listening. We always depart with prayer. I think I'm going to let the new guy pray. How's that sound? Doc, you want to pray for us? Sure. Yeah. Well, get on out of here. Go right ahead. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and thank you for your many blessings. Lord, I pray that you, Lord, just pour out your spirit as we've been praying for. And Lord, I pray that everybody that listens to this, that their heart would be opened. And Lord, that they would have that hunger that we have. And Lord, that you would just continue to grow our hunger each and every day. And we love you, O Lord. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for listening. I pray you have a blessed day.